You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063. Just a couple of moments away from Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, our sports agent insider, our sports law insider. He joins us every Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3. And again, for a free consultation, slip and fall, accident, get the compensation that you deserve with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Hey, get the COVID-19 vaccine to save lives. Let's make it our calling to overcome the pandemic. Join Florida's top healthcare systems in the fight against COVID-19. Hey, if we do this now, we protect ourselves, our loved ones, and every other person around the globe. Coquel and I are proudly fully vaccinated for COVID-19. He's more of a Moderna man. I'm a Pfizer club. Learn more at OurShotToSaveLives.org. OurShotToSaveLives.org. And this message is brought to you by... Cleveland Baptist Health South Florida, Broward Health, Cleveland Clinic Florida, Lee Health, Memorial Healthcare System, NCH Healthcare System, and Nicholas Children's Health System. Let's go now to a man that has all the answers. He is our insider in sports agent talk in sports law. It is Pat Lawler of Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Pat, before we really dive in here, uh, what we started the show with was uh, your mean Mercedes, the White Sox slugger, uh, facing a catcher last night. Uh, a 3-0 pitch with the White Sox up 15-4, to and he took a green light on a 3-0, 47-mile-an-hour EFIS pitch and deposited it 430 feet to straightaway center field. The Twins TV broadcast predictably didn't like it. They were upset. Mike Greenberg called it Bush League today. You're someone who has a son playing collegiate baseball right now. You're tuned into baseball. Was it Bush League or just fun? What happened last night with your mean Mercedes in Minneapolis? Ken, that's been happening for years. I see it as fun. I mean, I mean, you got guys like Jose Canseco coming in the pitch and other guys coming in the pitch. You're going to throw somebody a pitch. They're going to rip it. I mean, uh, Mercedes is killing the ball this year. I think it's just for fun. They got to stop taking it too seriously. There was no bush league about it. Um, you know, it was just something they throw a forty-seven. They're going to hit it. Yep, absolutely. I I loved the. Uh, it, it just looked like uh, beer league softball. It, it, the visuals of it are absolutely outstanding because they're also not the most uh, svelte players uh, that, that that were participating in this last night. I want to ask you about the process of. And this is a little bit of agent talk to start here. The process of tryouts or rookie minicamp as well. We had a situation where Juantarius Bryant, formerly at Austin P, was scammed. Someone who he believed was the defensive coordinator for the Falcons reached out to him. He believed that he had a tryout or had been invited to Atlanta rookie minicamp. And when he arrived, he wasn't on the list. And it turned out that someone, and they don't know yet, had been impersonating the defensive coordinator and had wronged him. It's a tragic story. You feel extremely badly for the young man. But what is the typical process with that? And how could that have happened to somebody? Well, if you had somebody who knew what was going on, it never would have happened. Well, first of all, right after the draft, you sign undrafted free agents. Rookies, they are set to come to minicamp. You get an itinerary, you get the housing and hotel and other information. You usually deal with a personnel representative. Now, this young man, I feel so bad, but he gets a call from the D.C. That usually never happens. Yeah. Secondly, they would have, his agent should have immediately called up and said, hey, is this legit? Because they would have sent him uh, the information on the tryout. 
as well as a waiver to participate in the tryout. None of that took place. This is like going to one of those third-rate tryouts that they do for CFL or something like that. So it's sad that it happened to him, and I believe, based on what happened, he might get a tryout with somebody now. You know, it's drawn attention to him, so... I hope he does because, you know, it's sad to see somebody go through that, but it never should have happened. Yeah, and I feel like he becomes a case study for a lot of players, especially the lower levels of college football. You've got to know who you're conversing with and have to be intelligent to the process because, and that's why you need people in your corner. That's why I do think agents probably, Pat, are so supremely important because there has to be a conduit between the two. Well, he had an agent. I looked it up, and I'm like, how did this agent not know? And then he's perplexed the agent on how this possibly could happen. Yeah, I don't think he's been in football a lot because yeah. it's a very simple process. You just don't show up. You get all types of documentation before you go to a, a trial for a minicamp. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat has been an NFL agent for some of the biggest names in the game. Also, a man who is tuned into and studied sports law and uh, I, I want to discuss college football here, and this is how you and I initially met, was through FAU football many, many years ago. But reading something the other day, there is a concern, at least amongst the Power 5 schools, about some of these schools being woefully behind when it comes to the percentage of players on a roster that are vaccinated. In fact, Ole Miss, to this point, is at like 15 to 16% of its roster. That could prove to be problematic um, come fall, and we could be replaying starts and stops and starts and stops and COVID outbreaks if this doesn't happen. Can colleges mandate vaccinations for its student-athletes? How is this going to work? Well, they are. I mean, there's schools, Notre Dame, Boston College just instituted. The problem is, uh, particularly in Florida, our governor passed a law that you cannot mandate vaccinations to go to certain uh, events and situations that we have public schools so you can't mandate that a football player in a public school here in florida has to be vaccinated in order to participate i mean they tried to do the vaccinations at nova university and that was backed off by the university but yeah you can mandate it i mean ken it's look at the yankees yeah they got the johnson and johnson they're being you know uh, inundated with the virus now, although I don't think there's any symptoms, which is the goal of the virus. We're not right. going to get into that. Right, but, right, right. You know, the SEC is going to see itself in deep trouble if they don't get these young men and the coaching staff vaccinated because you hit it right on the head. I mean, they may test positive because they're going to continue to test come fall, and yeah. there's going to be a lot of asymptomatic positive tests, which are going to throw it right back where we were last year. It's ridiculous. Do they have a better chance, because I'm from New York and I went to school at a state school in New York, but they're mandating it there for all students. Is that the better approach the colleges need to take, like all students have to get it, rather than just going after just the teams? Absolutely. Unless you have a medical. There's no, I'm, I'm a big pro-vaccine guy. There's no justification for not having an entire population at a school vaccinated because it saves so many hassles. And I mean, some people may not want it for personal reasons or medical. I understand that. But I think you hit it right on the head that it has to be mandated for every student, every staff. If you step on campus, you need to show that you're vaccinated. Yeah, and if they want a college football season that is going to be all 12 weeks and it's going to be full stands, because you know, Pat, that we're going to be pretty much every stadium in the country 100% capacity, this is something that 
that just has to happen. And yes, the testing is going to take place and there will be positives, but it also, too, the whole point of this is to keep people from getting seriously ill and keeping them on the field and keeping this whole thing rolling. And so it's just... I, I am surprised at how far behind some of these, these schools are, and you just hope they've got really, what, nine weeks at this point to get it done. So a lot of these schools need to, to get moving. As we talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, again, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Pat hangs out with us every Tuesday. He's our sports agent and sports law insider. Uh, Mark Emmert, the newly paid president of the NCAA, says, all right, well, we'll have name, image, and likeness guidelines. We should have those by July 1st. This seems like now this is him throwing up the white flag saying, we give up, we know this is reality, but it also begs the question, man, how many student athletes missed out on an opportunity with name, image, and likeness because of how stubborn Emmert and the NCAA were fighting against this? Well, it, it took the court system to set them straight. The problem, though, here, Ken, is that I've been following – uh, all of the uh, legislative means in Congress, the, the House and the Senate, and the various bills that are put forward, and it, nothing's going to happen there, which is a shame. Because Mark Emmer is going to—they're going to put out—they have a meeting tomorrow, the Division One Council. They're going to put out some uh, guidelines, but they're going to be pro NCAA. They're not going to be the type of uh, guidelines to benefit the student athletes, particularly collective bargaining. One mm-hmm. of the things I talked about is, as you have in the NFL, you have collective bargaining with EA Sports with sports cards. And you should be able to do the same thing with college players. Uh, but that's a whole other animal when you do a collective bargaining and licensing agreements. So he's going to set a precedent up there, and it's going to be very pro-NCAA, and you're going to see lawsuits right off the bat. I was just going to ask you, There, it seems like there's going to be a lot more court setting to come uh, with this entire thing. But just remember this, Ken, is the NCAA is an organization. It's not a legislative body. And the states, or seven states, well, six states that have it mandated to go into effect in July 1. So if the NCA comes up with, uh, with guidelines that are inconsistent with the states, uh, the states are going to trump. So you're once again going to have what they fear, like the state of Florida has better, uh, you know, laws in Alabama, et cetera. This is a huge, huge, uh, recruiting tool yeah huge yep. you have no idea how big it's going to be in years to come yeah it, it really truly is and georgia has passed a law but uh it looks like schools are going to receive a high percentage of what athletes would make off of name image and likeness georgia tech said no 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 we're not going to be a part of that university of georgia they have said oh yeah we're going to go along with that law so the variations are going to be fascinating but you're right florida gets a huge advantage with this when it comes to recruiting and man there is going to be a lot of litigation to be had pat you're the best my friend i appreciate you and uh, i'm glad we're on the same spectrum of uh bringing baseball back to being fun instead of being angry at unwritten rules. I, uh, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. We may disagree on Tebow, but we agree on baseball, and that's all that matters. Time will tell, Ken. Time will tell. <laughs> Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com for your personal injury issues. Again, slip and fall, any accident. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys want to lawyer up.com. Hey, you're out Sunday, Coquel, at Stormhouse Brewing uh, in North Palm, just a half mile south of PGA on US 1. 
It opens, grand opening is Thursday. You got a little sneak peek on Sunday. The only, I mean, it is so rare to see, but in North County, the only craft brewery with a food menu. I mean, straight up, you can sit down, you can eat, and you can enjoy your delicious craft beer. How was it? Well, that's the crazy part about it, Ken, is I'm not a brewery type of guy. I normally just get whatever beer and go somewhere. But I walked in, you know, I was actually hesitant, which is, I probably shouldn't be saying it. I was hesitant going. But first of all, I walk up and you just look at the place. It's gorgeous, right? And it's gorgeous. Then I go in there. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, it's going to be like a typical brewery. I don't know if I'm going to love it. I walk in, TVs everywhere, spaced Mm -hmm. out. It was like an amazing sports bar experience. So I was like, all right, well, I'll try one of these beers. And I got their coffee stout. And again, I'm normal like a plain bottle beer guy. It was delicious. I ended up ordering another one and then another one. And then my wife made fun of me when I got home because I kept ordering them because they were just so good. And I don't normally drink that. So then I got hungry. And then I look and I have full menu. Full, I got cheese pierogies, delicious. The burger was awesome. I picked out. The place is great. Yep. And again, I'm not a brewery guy, but this is a brewery, a sports bar. It's got everything you need and a full menu. And and I could trick my family into going because it's got a full kids menu. <laughs> there's there's legit, and this is no joke. I mean, the way that Coquel just laid it out is perfect. There is something for everybody. It's Stormhouse Brewing. Again, the grand opening is Thursday. Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, just south of PGA, about a half mile on US 1. You cannot miss it. I'm telling you, it is huge. It has indoor seating, outdoor seating, all of the big screen TVs, any sport for any fan. Like, this thing's a palace, man. They're going to have seven different beers displayed this just this weekend. Yep. already ready for you to go that are made right in, right in in house by the way a master brewer over there at stormhouse brewing that studied in germany as yep. well if i have a uh, master brewer i want a guy who did all of his learning in germany the guy is so good at what he does that coffee stout yeah i got a little sneak peek and uh, hung out with him for a little bit you know oh, a little Kalevik alive special one-on-one treatment Damn. there i'll take it how about you you're living large stormhouse brewing again check him out a craft brewery with a full menu what That's a concept awesome. it opens thursday crystal cove commons north palm beach just south of pga Below. again and i want to stress for sports fans out there too they're going to have soccer. They're going to have yep. baseball. They're going to have hockey. They're going to have the NFL ticket. They're going to have everything for you. Whatever sporting event you want, you can watch it there, and there's plenty of room to watch it. Yep. I have a quandary. I have a place where I'm going tonight where I'm going to be networking and seeing people, and I'm not sure if we're allowed to handshake anymore. We'll talk mm. about that next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.